Welcome to Relatable AF with Heather and Steph. We are just two best friends navigating their self-help past, present-day issues, and affinity for Real Housewives and pop culture, and other smart girl shit. Let's get into this week's episode, whatever that's going to look like. We're here. We're here. (laughs) Barely. Barely. Okay. Um, So Jen just asked, what are we chatting about today? So for those of you who are listening to the audio of this podcast, we are doing this podcast live on YouTube right now. So we may mention some comments and names. It's because we are doing a YouTube live um, as we record this. So that is for reference where random people's names and comments are being mentioned for those of you listening to the audio, but welcome. Yes. We're going to yes. start with our, our girl talk before we get into today's episode, which today's episode is going to be light. It's going to be funny. We're going to do, am I the asshole? And so we're just going to chat and make it light because the world is very heavy right now. It's dark. It's hard. Yeah. I keep getting sucked into doom scrolling. There's not a lot we can do from over here. We're referencing the things that are happening in Ukraine right now. Um, and so we need a break. We need a little bit of a break. And so yeah. I hope that we can give you a little bit of a lighthearted break. Yeah, I hope so. I, I think we both need it too, which I think this is also why this has taken us so long to record because this week has been rough. So it's been, yeah, it's been a hard, it's, and I will thank you to Steph. I should say that publicly because I was talking with her at the beginning of the week and I was having a really rough time and I'm like, I don't know what day I can record. I don't know what I can talk about. I don't know what I'll be prepared to talk about. And so that's kind of how we fell into, we're going to do a live and depending on how this goes, we could maybe start doing this once a month. If YouTube would let us. Yeah. Let's our channel go live. (laughs) But it might be fun to Give just have access. a lighthearted episode with um, audience interaction. We're basically Dak Shepard in Austin on stage with Brene Brown at this point. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely on that level. We're definitely, you know, hanging out, doing doing big, smart girl, funny girl shit. Big podcasters. Big podcasters. Yeah, episode big, five. Big deal. Episode five, already winging it. This is awesome. <laughs> But I mean, at the same time, what we were like setting up to record was Brittany Dawn. And let's be honest, I just don't really want to talk about her right now, given what's going on in the world. Like, don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I have a lot of hot takes about what's happening with that, but we don't, we don't need hot takes right now. So I want to know what's, so speaking of like lightening the mood, what's something good that you've watched this week? So, um, I don't know that this is going to lighten our mood at all. Oh but. yeah, you've been, you've also been watching heavy shows. Every time I call you, you're like, "Yeah, we're watching this. It's really heavy." And I'm like, "Why are you?" Everybody doing this? around me has asked me, has told me to watch Yellowstone, and my husband stopped watching it, or so he said, at episode eight, season one, so we could watch it together. And so when we sat down to start watching it, and we were on like episode nine, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna need to fast forward through this. You're not gonna like this." I'm like, "What?" But, oh, no, no, no. What it was is when we signed on. It was like, continue watching season four. And I was like, season, season four? Season four? Oh, so you've already watched all of this, which allowed us to fast forward through some of the stuff. But um, that is a heavy show. 
anxiety inducing heavy show. When I was trying to explain the conflict in Ukraine to my daughter this morning, she was like, oh, so it's like Yellowstone, but on the other side of the world. And I was like, I guess kind of, um, if that's our reference base for everything. So that's what I've been watching. If you like heavy stuff, maybe watch that. I also tried to watch the Boeing documentary, also not light. You, oh my God. Oh, I watched the Tinder swindler. If that's. Yeah. I mean, but that's depressing too. That, that depresses me only because. On another level. Yeah. Because he's now getting cameo and sponsorships and like. That may fall into its own episode with inventing Anna and the ability, like the platform that we're giving to people um, who probably don't deserve a platform, right? Yeah, they're con artists. Speaking of Brittany Dawn. I mean, like it's all all a a spectrum. But anyway, what have you been watching this week? It's hopefully lighter than mine. Much lighter. You actually watched it, but Ali Wong has a new comedy special. On Netflix called The Don Wong. It is so inappropriate. Please do not have anyone around you that is not comfortable talking about sex, sexual acts, um, inappropriate money conversations. Um, Just anyone who has like someone, if you have to keep decorum around a person, don't watch that with them (laughs) because there's like no decorum in her comedy act, but it's so funny. It is so funny. She's just, for lack of a better better word, like relatable, but also kind of extreme, which I think is what makes a good comedian is like they take the relatable things and then they go off the deep end. Um, and right. then so that we can all laugh, but um, it is, it is really, really funny. Um, but yeah, so that has been like, I think I'm going to watch it again. I started it again for the second time. And I was just like, I just need this. She has two other comedy specials. I don't know if they're still on Netflix. They were Netflix they are. specials. Uh, are they? They are. Yeah. And they're both pretty good too. Um, I thought she might do more comedy about being a mother, but it was um, interesting how much it was about being a wife, but I think adding on the mother layer, like being right. a wife and mother and like how she just wants to run away from it at all. Which if you're a wife and a mother during a pandemic, you can't really blame her a lot. Yeah. 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 So that is something that has been making me happy. Trying to think if there's any other comedy specials, but I think there's a lot of men comedy specials, but I, that's the other reason why I appreciate Ali Wong because she continues to get comedy specials from Netflix. Like, She's kind of up there with the heavyweights of comedians, which is nice. Um, so what's something you did this week? Let's jump in. I continued planting. You did. I did. We continued planting our flowers. Everything's planted in our backyard, which sounds really small, but I really take one, one thing that I got out of the whole Rachel Hollis stuff was I do have a lot of gratitude. I don't give this credit to her, but I do have a lot of gratitude for the small things, especially in light of recent events in the world, like being able to walk in my backyard and see like greenery. That's all I need in my life. That's all I need in my life. So um, that's something that we continued to do. We did watch the Ali Wong special at Steph's recommendation too. And that was something really, it was just something nice. It's just something nice. So I've gotten, to my credit, I've gotten out of the house two times in the last two weeks. Wow. Which is a big deal. It's a big deal in this, in this world. It's a, 
that's impressive. I mean, I think we all collectively want to like settle that the pandemic is over since of what's happening in the world. Um, it's right. not though. So that's kind of hard too. Um, but I am, I'm very proud of you for leaving your house. Um, this is very, very good for you. I also think it's funny. Um, so this is not going to surprise you all about Heather, but she can't like just do one small thing. It has to be like the whole thing. So the reason why she continued to get plants is because she did like a portion of her backyard fence area that she planted, but the rest of her fence like lining wasn't landscaped and that's what she finished. So literally she FaceTimed me and I was like, oh my God, her entire backyard is landscaped. And I will take credit for this. We hire, we hired a gardener to come in and bring in dirt and do like grass stuff um, when we put our pool in. But I am very cheap when it comes to this stuff. And I want to know that I put in some hard work when it comes to this. I planted, me, the woman of the house, planted more plants in the backyard than the gardener, than my husband. I have been out for the last two weeks digging and it has been so therapeutic. I loved it. I love every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very happy and now your backyard is beautiful. So there you go. Um, But yeah, so we went on a date night last night and uh, we went to a local restaurant that's pretty cool and like trendy, which was fun. But then we went and saw uh, Jackass Forever. And it's, I mean, it's Jackass. It's again, that referencing Ali Wong, like, I've never seen so many male body parts in a, in a movie theater before. Um, What was really fascinating about the whole experience is that there was, I want to call them like 14 year olds. They were like, they look like ninth grade, 10th graders. I'm not really good at age. So who knows? They might've been like 16 or 17. There was a group of two girls and two guys that sat right next to me and my husband. And we weren't sure if they were like on an awkward date or like what was going on. Cause like the two guys sat next to my husband and then the two girls sat together and the two girls were very like kind of mousy, like, like before the movie started and they were like, I'm going to sit here. You're going to sit here. You guys sit here. And the guys were like, why are we sitting next to the guy? Like pointing to Dan, my husband. Like, why are we sitting over here? And they're like, well, we want to sit over here. So you sit over there. And it's just, it was so cute. Like, you know, remember that time when you like sneak off to the movies with boys and it's just like, that's why I kind of placed them at like ninth grade. Like they just seemed kind of young. Um, but what was fascinating is I, I, I heard a lot of laughter in the theater. Like it was just, it was funny. It's a lot of dumb stuff. If you've ever watched the Jackass series, it's very dumb. It's like, we're going to, bang our heads together to see how much it hurts kind of dumb like it's it's like grown men humor although I find it funny too so it's just like it's just we're gonna be dumb so I walk out and I ask my husband I'm like I didn't hear any laughter coming from the kids and he goes yeah no they sat there the whole time I don't think they understood this I don't think they thought it was funny I don't think like I, it was, he was like, no, it was very uncomfortable. And I'm just like, man, like millennials think that stuff is funny, but like, do the younger generation just are like, yeah, this is not what are you funny. Doing this? Yeah. Why are you yeah. doing this to yourself? Yeah. Self-harm is not funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 
like self-inducing yeah. concussions is not See, funny. Is, I think that's why I never could get into jackass. Is because like True. I think I have more of that mentality than like my husband loves that stuff. I yeah, watch those TikToks all day long. Yeah, and I don't know. I think for me, so there. This is the one thing that was a little disappointing to me about it is that they had a girl or a woman, I should say, as the as a new member for filming. And so I was like excited because I think it's cool, especially because I have a friend who is a stunt professional and like from LA and he posts a lot about stunt professionals. And there's a lot of women in the stunt professional industry, but you don't like hear a lot about them unless they're like Angelina Jolie's double in like Tomb Raider. Right. Like, right. Unless they are a stunt double for like a big celebrity in a big movie, you don't hear a lot about female like stunt performers. And so I was really excited because I'm like, yay, some women can get some shine and like stunt performance. Women do stuff like this too. Like women do dumb things for laughs and like think this is fun too. Like one of them was like a huge slip and slide. Now I will say after the slip and slide, you land in dirt, which was awful. But like, I would probably do that. Like I, I am, I have that capacity. <laughs> so what makes me frustrated is the only scenes of her that made it into the movie were like the two, one was scorpion Botox. So she gets stung by a scorpion on her face and that's like her stunt, but it's also kind of like poking fun at women getting Botox, you know? So it was like very stereotyped. I think that was the thing. It was like, this is very stereotyped. And then they show her in a blooper at the end and, um, oh, she did do one stunt where she licked um, a taser. So like the elect, or it's just like electric gun. And she like licked it and she had to, she was dressed as a mime and she couldn't make any noise. So the challenge was like, you do your stunt and you can't make any sound and whoever does it without making sound wins. And so that was her stunt. So she did do that stunt. But other than that, the, the next thing you see is her getting a blooper. The blooper is her like walking and they just shoot a cannon of, um, like liquid on her and there's a canvas behind her and then glitter. And so she takes off her goggles and she's just covered in glitter. It's actually really cute. I was like, that's a really cute, like photo opportunity. But again, it felt very stereotyped. Like it's glitter. She's on a canvas. It's very pretty. So I wish um, like she would have been involved in more like physical scenes and she might have been, it just wasn't gotten cut. Yeah, it wasn't like in the movie. And what made me part of my suspicion of why maybe she didn't make as many scenes is because I noticed in the Scorpion Botox, women, I don't know if this is because we get periods and we just deal with a lot of pain in our life, like physical body pain in our lives. Like even when she got stung by the Botox, she didn't have a outrageous reaction like the men do when they do stunts. Interesting. So she just kind of like, she was just kind of like, you could tell she was stomaching, stomaching the pain. Like you're just like, right. Like she wasn't having like the, like the men are like, the oh. jackass reaction that people yeah, expect. Exactly. And so I was like, I wonder if that's kind of also part of it is like, because she's a woman, it's not translating like how we experience pain is not, I mean, if you're married and your husband has been injured or sick, 
you have a pretty good indicator of the difference between how a woman and a man experiences sickness and pain. And um, one tends to have, like, in my experience, one tends to have more theatrics than the other. Yeah. I mean, Tim and I both have, uh, he has a chronic like knee injury and he'll limp around and he won't talk about that at all. But if he gets like, he slammed the car door in his face the other day. How? <gasps> I do not know. Um, <laughs> like his nose was bleeding. Poor guy. Um, but like that, that I heard about for a couple of days. But anyway, I'm glad you yeah. liked the movie. Yeah, the no, it was, was funny. Good. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was afraid I was going to fall asleep because <laughs> we went to a really early dinner. Like our reservation was 445. And so we started drinking then and the movie was at 740. So we're like 730 in the movie theater. And it's like now all our movie theaters have those leather recliners. And I looked at Jen and I was like, he goes, what's the, he goes, did you look at the runtime on this movie? That's how you know you're getting freaking old. When you ask what the runtime is on the yeah, movie, no I said, no, I didn't look at the runtime. So then I pull it up and it says an hour and 45 minutes, which meant we were going to get out at like 10 o'clock, 1030. I go to bed at nine o'clock. I looked at myself, I'm not making it through this movie. So that's how I know I enjoyed the movie because I didn't notice time. Like when it was over, I was like, oh, wow, that was really entertaining. Um but yeah, and they make a lot of references to like old Jackass stuff, which I didn't know, but Dan like filled me in. So if you're a fan, it's definitely fun. Um, and we never settled on this last one, but um, I'm trying to think of like, what's a good offline conversation we had this week to share on the podcast? I, I mean, it, this week has been so difficult to be super honest, like not to yes. bring in the heavy stuff, but it's, it was a tough week for me. It was, I mean, Steph didn't have a walk in the park either. The, the problem is, is a lot of what Steph and I talk about is like, you know, there's, there's lighthearted, there's heavy. Um, and this week has just been a combination of like dealing with the heavy and then numbing it with happiness to some extent. Yeah. So so I think this is probably the conversation that we've had well, this week that's the best. I'm going to have um, an inappropriate conversation and Heather can decide if she wants to engage or not. Okay. But I got um, a toy in the mail this week that was recommended to us by a friend. It is a, a female toy and it has suction on it. Look, Heather's sipping her coffee because... I'm not like, engaging in this conversation. not engage this conversation. <laughs> I, I am okay talking about it because it is amazing. So I'm not going to go in further detail, but it's suction. So just look up pleasurable toys for women that has suction and vibration because you can use it while performing other activities to enhance the experience. And I just have to say, as someone who has been very active, <laughs> they're so embarrassed, but as someone who's like actively tried to figure out like deconstructing purity culture, deconstructing being told by the church that like masturbation is not okay. Sex before marriage is not okay. Like anything exploring your body in a pleasurable way is not okay. I like want to talk about these things because I just, even in a marriage, like I still self-pleasure. So I want to share that with everyone. So just look up like a toy that has sex. I don't know. Like I got here's some a, here's, a, here's a hint for people because 
the, um, I saw this picture going around on Twitter once and I didn't understand what it was, but it looked like, um, it's the stick figures on the back of like a minivan that people would see. Um, like you'd have like the mom and the dad and the kids and the dog or whatever. And there was one that it looked like a Clarisonic and then a woman and then her pets. And like, it was making its rounds on Twitter. And I was like, that's, why would somebody be so excited about their Clarisonics? Clarisonics shut down. Um, and then I looked at the replies and it turns out to be uh, something that Steph is talking about. And I was like, yes. oh, like women had become so attached to this thing uh, yeah. that they decided to put a picture of it on the back of their car. Yeah. And I've only ever had just like vibration. That's the only kind of toys I've ever had. And, and they have been sufficient. I mean, they've done really well. But this shit is next level. Like, I understand why someone would put a sticker on the back of their car. Like, it is, um, I, I, <laughs> there's a really, uh, I'll probably clip this out as a blooper at some point, but there's a really inappropriate thought that I have every time. I call it, um, like an alien orgasm because I feel like I go to another planet. <laughs> and this, this delivers on that level. <laughs> so that is a random, um, Look at how uncomfortable Heather. She's so uncomfortable. But um, Lisa on our YouTube live said it's amazing. So it's it's something that like I never heard anyone publicly talk about. Um, I do have friends that like I talked about different things, but I had never heard anyone be like, "There's this suction toy." I'm like, "Oh, okay." But anyway, so that is a off uh, podcast conversation that. I engaged in and Heather, um, I just sat you, quietly. You, you participated a little, you gave up quietly. Gave a, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> I will say my mother told me when I was like 22 and I was still waiting till marriage and she called me once. It was just like, I, it's been, this is heavy on my heart stuff. And I said, mom, what? It was like, I just want you to know that like you can have pleasure. I, just, I think that's important for you. Like, cause my mom, I, I put the church stuff on myself. Like I went to the Baptist church. My mom did not like she's raised Catholic, um, loosely Catholic. And so I think about that a lot of like, even my mom would want this for me. Like even my mother would want this. For me. Not that I'm going to have this conversation with my mother, but <laughs> she wants that for me. Yeah, anyway, well, that's good. That's good. Nice <laughs> motherly daughter conversations. So today's yeah. podcast, today's podcast, <laughs> see, look, I, I, we were committed to making this lights I know, and I know. there's a heaviness in the world. I and know. if you want, if you are a female and you need some lightness, I highly recommend alien pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Alien. Uh, yeah. Take you to another like planet. Lisa says I'm not lying. So I appreciate that. Support. Yeah. Um, so court of public opinion, court of public opinion. Um, so today what we thought we'd do for the lighthearted part is go through some am I the assholes on Reddit. This always makes me happy. There's a couple account the not accounts, there's a couple of subreddits that I can go to that will always like uh, something about like humanity can get restored. You yeah. know, I saw yeah. one a couple weeks ago. Um I think it was in Am I the Asshole or a parenting one where a guy was, uh, a, a man had remarried after having his first daughter and had um, a stepdaughter with his new wife. And 
he went on about how his stepdaughter was so amazing and maintained a relationship with him and had wanted to get married and had asked him to walk her down the aisle. And he said, yes. And then shortly thereafter, his biological child also got married and wanted to have a quick wedding and asked him to walk her down the aisle. And the stepdaughter was like, but I wanted to be the first one. And I asked you first, so you shouldn't walk her down the aisle. And he said, and after some discussion with my wife and her, we decided she was right. So I politely declined to my biological daughter. And I mean, the comments were like, not only are you an asshole, but you are like the worst father on the planet. And the guy to his credit came back and was like, oh my God, I was blind this whole time. I didn't realize how bad I was. And he reached back out to his daughter and he's attempting to mend the relationship and apologizing for all of his past. So again, sometimes it restores humanity a little bit, but really what we're going to do today is use them for our pleasure. Speaking (laughs) of pleasure. So we've got, I've got a couple up that we talked about so I can read them for us. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think this is my favorite. So I want to start with that. Am I the asshole for canceling dinner with my boyfriend who brought a bell to the diner to grab the staff's attention? I, a female 30, have been dating my boyfriend, Rhett, for four months. We live in different towns and he's not from here. He's an American living here. I don't know where she lives. He usually visits on the weekends. This time I decided to visit his town and eat out at a diner. He was already there when I arrived. We talked some, checked the menu. Then it was time to order. He pulled a small bell out of his pocket, lifted it up, and started shaking it. It produced a loud, annoying sound. My ears started hurting. I was so confused. I asked what he was doing, and he said he was trying to get the waiter's staff's attention. I said it was embarrassing and he should stop. But then he just kept shaking it. I cannot begin to explain the looks we received from everyone. I demanded he stop. He said not till someone came and took our order. I threatened to leave and cancel dinner if he kept doing it. Someone had already come, but I had already gotten up, took my purse, started making my way out. He followed me, started arguing about walking out, but I told him that I couldn't take being embarrassed by him. He got upset, said that he didn't get why I thought the bell was embarrassing, explaining that it was the perfect solution for no longer being forced to wait until someone shows up. I asked if it was, this was acceptable in America. He said, yes, because it's a free country and people there usually don't give a shit. But I said, it's inappropriate and embarrassing here. He said I was being too sensitive. We ended up leaving. He's sulking for days, wanting an apology. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe it's nothing where he lives, but here it's unacceptable. What are your thoughts, Steph? I am mortified. Um, you've been to Europe, right? Yes. Okay. So I studied abroad in London. I lived there from January to June. So I was there for a long time and I traveled a little bit around Europe. And this was when Bush was president in his second term and all of Europe hated him. And when my friend and I traveled, the worst behaved people at restaurants were always American. Always. And so this is just like, just like the people who can afford to do these things like and travel and be in foreign countries as Americans at restaurants like oh gosh and then 
that's the thing that frustrates me the most about this. Like he is obviously the asshole. He's even more the asshole because when Americans who are nice and have manners and who know how to behave in a foreign country go to foreign countries, we get this projected on us. Like someone's going to ask somebody, some American, well, do you bring a bell to the restaurant? And some American is going to have to look at them and go, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, well, there was this one guy that was American in our town and he would bring a bell all the time. Like it, it, it's like, I hate this behavior just as its behavior. But when you add in the layer that this is an American internationally, I just like burn it down. This is not okay. You are ruining it for every other American that goes to that country, to that city, to that restaurant that interacts with that woman. Like this. So for me, this this is a symptom of a much broader issue. This guy's a jackass. Not only are you not the asshole, but this is not someone you want to be in a long-term relationship with until he can figure his shit out. Because if he, I mean, can you imagine this is how he's going to treat the wait staff, right? How is he going to treat you if you get married and have a child, which there's another one of those later on, but how is he going to treat you with he's, if he wants his uh, dinner made, ma'am, it's, it's time for his dinner. He's He's going to ring the bell. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's sexy time. I'm ready. Let's go. The world is his oyster. It should happen. This is, this is the problem that I see with how comfortable American life can be for certain segments of the population is it becomes this idea that, um, you, you just get it when you want it. Like we have, especially younger, uh, generations in America, we have the ability to just like, okay, uh, my phone, I want, um, the news, I want a game, I want music, like everything's available to us. Um, and even brought more broadly in the culture, the freedom idea. Yes, we have freedom in America, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion. That's not freedom to treat other people like shit. Yes. You don't get arrested for it, but you also, it's not, um, welcomed in right. our country, at least so, not by us. Oh, I have I, to say too. Yeah, go ahead. There's a comment that says you are the asshole, called this girl the asshole, and said she comes off as racist and insensitive. Racist against Americans? Uh, I mean, we're not a race. I mean, that person is very, um, very intelligent, obviously. Um, well, this is the other thing that I like to play this game with, with Am I the Asshole? And I feel like a lot of people do this on Reddit too, because you can tell in the comments, like, is this story true? Because I've traveled a lot, like not to like toot my own horn, but my parents were in the military. Like it, it's just ingrained in me. We moved a lot. We traveled a lot. Um, we never lived by family. So we always had to travel to see family. And then we would make stops along the way. So I just grew up traveling. And then as an adult, I just travel. Um, with that being said, I have never seen this happen ever. I've never seen someone with a bell in a restaurant ever. Um, so either the only bell I've seen is on Southern charm on Bravo. Oh, um, Patty, Pat- Patty. Patricia. Yeah. Patricia. Yeah. But has she done it at a restaurant? No, she was at her home for her Butler right yeah I maybe mean. this guy doesn't have access to a butler because he's <gasps> poor and uneducated and so he wants to be able to feel like he's got a big schlong and can swing it around 
Yeah, this is when I think like either the story's made up or this is a guy who had to move to a foreign country to make up all these lies because this would never pass with American women. Like this, he could never get away with this in America. Right. Like, like no American what, what woman. Kind of, what town? Like, what town? I'll I'll call the I'll call the locals. Yeah, like he had to go to another country and pull off this shit and then say it's American to get away with it. Like, because it would, like, I just, because I even, okay, so just for context, people, I lived in the South. I am in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is a pretty segregated city in terms of how it's designed, how our neighborhoods are designed. And I worked for some of, like, quote unquote, powerful people in here. And so I had to go to a lot of, meetings and stuff at some places that made me very uncomfortable, but with high wealth and like, and with wait staff and like in very private rooms, never saw a bell. Like I'm just telling you, like never saw a bell. So it's just fascinating to me that this happened. Maybe it was Whitney. Maybe it was Patty's son. Oh wait, we lost you because I think you just made an Alexa announcement, which I wish I did I make an heard. Alexa announcement. What was your Alexa announcement? <laughs> I asked her to let the dogs in. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't anything crazy this time. She's screaming on the other side of this wall, playing Fortnite though. Ooh, I can't. We can't hear her, so you're okay. You're okay. Good, good. Yeah, um, that's other, that was a good one. Yeah. Did they tag it? Did they decide if she was the asshole or not? It's a great question. Let me click back. Um, some they not not the asshole. Yeah, not the asshole. She's yeah, I think they're not, and she should never her. talk to him again, ever. Agreed. Yeah, a lot of these I want to be like, because a lot of them are about relationships or mother in laws. Um, I want to be like, this is this is the reddest of red flags. Like, there's cool. blood dripping from this red flag. You need to yeah. run. Run. Well, and part of me wants to be like, okay, it's been four months. So what were some other things that maybe you let pass before you got to this point? Because there's no way you talk to someone for four months and they bring a belt to dinner that they didn't have some behavior that you may have just been like, eh. It's not that big of a deal. I can get past it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the next one is, am I the asshole for getting upset with my husband after he told me nothing will change while I'm pregnant? Me, 26-year-old female, husband, 28, who all called Jake, have been together for five years, married for three, recently started trying for a baby, both felt that it was the next step for our life together. Three weeks ago, got a positive test. We were really happy, told our families, mom and mother-in-law want to throw a big shower. Super good news all around. Two nights ago, Jake and I were getting ready for bed, and he reminds me to go through the house and make sure all the lights are off. He can be a little lazy at times. Red flag. And it has become a nightly routine for me to make sure all lights are off that he leaves on before we go to bed. I wasn't feeling very well, asked if he could just do it. Since he wasn't doing anything, it was was literally standing by the door. He then tells me, no, this is what is expected of you every night. I was a little hurt, but I didn't want to fight with him. So I just did it. When I came back, Jake goes on this very long unprovoked rant saying things like just because you're pregnant doesn't mean anything will change. And you are still expected to cook clean and do all the chores every day, because how can you be expected to be a mother? If you can't handle a little work, he wasn't yelling. He was just talking to me quietly. Like I was two inches tall. 
I was shocked. I've never heard him say anything like this. Went on for 30 minutes. I interjected and asked, what do you plan on doing to help me with all of this? He got extremely defensive saying he works his ass off at his job to provide for me and what is going to be our future children. She does not work at the moment. My job was not paying enough to justify me going. So I am a full-time college student. He ends up saying that it doesn't matter how I feel physically or mentally. It is a mother's job to push through. And if he helped and babied me, I wouldn't be a good mother. Mm. I got extremely upset and started yelling and said, I wish I would have known this is how you felt before I got pregnant with your baby. There was a moment of silence before he started crying and he left for the night to stay at his mother's house. (gasps) He hasn't been (gasps) back yet. And my mother-in-law and sister-in-law have called me berating me and saying, I broke Jake's heart with what I said. And I need to apologize immediately. And until I do, he isn't coming home. I don't know how to feel. Am I the asshole for yelling at my husband after he said he isn't helping me with anything during the present pregnancy because it's a mother's job to deal with it. I'm going to let you start because you are a mother. <clears throat> Get on my, my horse real yeah. quick. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> fuck you, Jake. Let's go back yeah. to State Farm. Um, <laughs> I yeah. He's am, working really hard at State Farm to provide for the family. I love that every man who acts like this is like, I work really hard all day, lest we forget. A mother's job during her pregnancy is to grow a human. Having the baby is traumatic in and of itself. Carrying it for nine months, giving up all kinds of uh, vices and abilities and being uncomfortable. He can't do any of that for her, even if he wanted to. Um, And I'm not saying that pregnant women are a disability that we should be coddled. But this idea that you're, you are going to somehow teach her how to be a better mother. And then when she says, I wish I would have known how you felt before I had your baby, your fragile male fucking ego can't handle that. So you run home to mommy. Perhaps someone should have taught you how to be a husband before you impregnated your fucking wife. Yep. I I was waiting for it. I wasn't sure if we were going to get it because you never know how much information someone's going to give you, but I knew his mom was going to come back in it because of course. A, a son has that idea when his mom was the savior. So like his mom was the martyr growing up. Like I, I already know, like his mom, old fashioned. Yeah, yep. she had that house spotless. She had a dinner. He didn't have to do shit. It's probably, the Emily. As a kid. It's the Emily from Gilmore Girls of it all. Yeah. It's it's that ideal of like dinners, even if you don't make it, dinner's on the table, the yeah. husband's taken care of, his plate is served to him. Like I have yep. friends who love that ideal. They love that. They want that for their marriage. They want to be the subservient wife, husband yeah. is head of household. I'll right. give you, I'll give you five seconds to figure out if that's me or not, but I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> I Heather the lawyer (laughs) I would not (laughs) sign on to that life if I I, and I will say one one other thing I need to say is and this could be a little controversial but one of the things that I've witnessed over the last couple of years when you've had social injustice or politics or other things bubbling up to the surface on social media the most um, active, loud voices are the subservient women. 
in their marriages because they need a way to speak out and they're generally yeah. not allowed to with their spouses. Right. I have seen that. I, I will say, so there's two things happening here because as someone who uh, experienced it in her own marriage, not to this degree, but you know, my husband came from a stay at home mom. Like she worked a little bit, but mostly she, even when she worked, made sure his pants were starched. You know what I mean? Like not cleaned, starched. And like always had dinner ready, always had everything done for him. And that was her way of loving him. I get it. Like, and it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time, he didn't really learn how to do it for himself and how it would look in a marriage. So we had conversations like this. We still sometimes have conversations about this because he's like, gosh, some days I wish like our, everything was taken care of. And I was like, me too, brother. Let's hire some people. Like right. <laughs> hire some people to get this done. Steph like, is I the queen like, of choosing to outsource. Oh yeah. Outsource is my word this year. Uh, outsourcing everything. Like let's just pay people. It is worth the cost at this point. If you um, have the money to do it, 100%. Yeah, if you're able to. And so it is worth it. And I think that's the difference though, is like Dan was willing to look like and say, oh, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, we got to figure this out. I'm not used to this. You're not used to this. We didn't, like, I grew up the same way my mom handled fucking everything while she was in the Navy, while she was working on her master's and PhD. She still did all the cooking, all the cleaning. She took care of, everything in our lives. And so I even grew up with that model. Like we both grew up with this model and now we're trying to figure out how it it's because I just, well, I just draw the line. I'm just like, no, I am not. I am not the one responsible for everything in this house. Like we are a partnership. Let's figure this out. So I will say that is like been a hurdle, but I have a husband who's like, gets it and like loving. That's the problem here. It's like, instead of being called out on like, Hey, yeah, maybe your mom took a little too much care for you and you are in a modern relationship and we want to work together and figure this out. Because I, I told my husband, I'm like, if I was a woman that just like, was that like that woman that just got everything ready for you, blah, blah, blah. And then didn't really focus on my career. Didn't really, I was like, you would find me boring. Like you wouldn't have yeah, married me. That's not the me. woman you want. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have married me. Like it, it, you would have been bored. And so you, I, that's what I told him. I'm like, you married this kind of woman and this kind of woman doesn't stay home and cook and clean. So we got to figure something else out. And I think that happens more than we talk about because it's well, very that's challenging. A- that's a discussion that you and I have had in the past yes. is that I, I truly feel that a lot of the marriage issues that are happening right now with couples in the pandemic, with parenting, a lot of the divorces we're seeing is people coming from homes that had drastically different circumstances than we have now. And people are trying to break generational cycles of female oppression or uh, male dominance, like women are coming into their own. We're occupying way more uh, spaces in education. We're occupying way more uh, graduate spaces. We're being employed at a higher rate. Like you just don't have, if you, and we have a requirement for families to have two incomes in order to be 
uh, you know, able to feed themselves in America now. And so we're fighting these generational roles, these, these female male roles and relationships to this, to the extent they're heteronormative relationships. And it, it's very difficult. My husband is not progressive, but he is respectful to me. And so to the extent I will say like, this is really, we've, it's been a little bit, we've been married for 14 years this year, I think. So it's, we've taken time to get to this point, but like, we have to stop and say, it's no tit for tat. It's not like, okay, I did this. So you did that. Right. But it's much more along the lines of like, I am, I'm, I'm spent. I can't do anymore. I need you to do X. Yeah. Um, and, and it, communication is 100% the best thing. If he is able to communicate with her and say, I need to teach you how to be a mother and you better go turn off those lights and cook and clean, sweetie pie, because you're going to be the one that's going to be raising this child because that's your job. And she comes back to him and says, I don't like that at all. And you've never spoken to me like this. And this has never been a discussion. And he's like, oh my God, (laughs) my ego. And like has to run away. Like he's not strong enough to Not only run away, he ran away away to his mother. And then his mother- then his mother's going to fight his battle. (laughs) In this situation, I think she's not set up for success because not only is she having this situation with her husband, but now the women around him are telling him he's right. And then getting in her ear and saying, she's the asshole so much so that she had to go to Reddit to find out that like, Hey, no, you're absolutely not the asshole. Everyone in your environment, in your husband's environment is gaslighting you. I, 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 it's like, I don't know if that's the appropriate use of the term, but anyway, they're basically manipulating the situation for him. And here's the thing. If that is the world that they live in, okay. But he, 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 they should, he should have married someone who wants to be in that world. And it doesn't sound like this was a, um, conversation that they had beforehand. It sounds like maybe they did not have traditional gender roles in the marriage prior to this conversation. And that this kind of feels like it was out of the blue. Like the kid kind of having a kid does make you have to have those conversations. I'm also, um, I mean, granted she wrote this, so we get her perspective, but from the way she wrote it, it sounds to me that she handled it fairly well for someone who is pregnant in their first trimester like oh my god oh my god so there I can't is even imagine <laughs> there is an edit um I'm Ooh. really sorry I haven't responded a few of you asked if I told my mother-in-law and sister-in-law what he said which I did they basically said I was being sensitive and all he meant was pregnancy isn't an excuse to be lazy he meant no harm I'm getting some things together, going to be headed to my mom and dad's house. My mom is furious with him and doesn't want me apologizing to him or talking to him about the situation, about the situation, either without it being recorded or having a witness. I'm okay. I appreciate everybody's help. You've opened my eyes to many things I've been ignoring or looking past the last few years. That's, I was like, this cannot be, again, going back to the bell thing, like it, it, this cannot be the, this is what makes it obvious, but usually, you know, there's some things here. And then, yeah, I think uh, to me, it would be hard to see a path towards like rectifying the relationship when his family participated the way they did. 
I, I am not a fan of uh, in-laws getting involved in marital issues. I think it's one of the yeah. worst things you can do. Right. Um, because they don't have the facts. They are operating from a really clear bias place. My mom historically has been pretty good with, um, my husband works for her. So it's even a, a more difficult situation. But if we would get into a fight that would be big enough to where she would know about it, um, she would stay on the sidelines, which I think is a great idea because yeah. it's it's a bad call to get involved. Yeah, um, exactly. Whereas, whereas, for instance, like, I don't know if I was going to marry somebody and perhaps his mother would call me a bitch or something like that. Like, I don't necessarily think that that is acceptable, but that's clear. That would never happen to me with my husband's mom. Um, anyway, so the next yeah, one, that's hard. <laughs> Just like, next one. um, am I the asshole? And this is the last one. We've been going for about 50 minutes. So probably wrap it up with a little bit. Yeah, of this will be talk it. After. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, am I the asshole for not letting my girlfriend wear her unique dress to a wedding. Um, my girlfriend, he's a male 25 girlfriend's female 30 has a very particular sense of style picture. Harley Finkel. I don't know who that is from wizards of Waverly place. You will get the idea. Um, don't get me wrong. I've never had a problem with that. In fact, I love the way she dresses because she loves to do so. And I'm happy if she is happy. The thing is sometimes she likes to incorporate memes into her clothes Oh, no problem. It's cute. But now she wants to wear a dress inspired on the meme gay rat wedding to my friend's wedding. He and his fiance are gay. I told her maybe that is not really appropriate. The dress in question would be full of little stuffed rats. Yeah, I'm trying to look this up. Pride flags and a big I support gay rats on the front. My friend is not a big fan of the way my girlfriend dresses. And I think this dress may cause a certain uproar in the wedding. Now my girlfriend is upset with me and claiming that I am throwing water in her flame of creativity. The wedding is next month. So she has plenty of time to think about another thing to wear. Should I just let her go with the dress? Am I the asshole in this situation? Okay. For context, because I had to look this up. Do you know what the gay rat meme is? No. Do you, are you familiar with Arthur? Did you watch Arthur as a kid or read the Arthur books? Arthur the Aardvark? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So apparently they had a gay wedding in Arthur. I don't, I missed that back in the, it must be the modern Arthur that's happening yeah, now. I don't think it was our. Generation. It was not our generation. Um, it's inspired by Arthur. And so it's like, it's basically Arthur characters. It's two men getting married. One is a rat. I think the other one is an aardvark because he looks like Arthur. Um so it's gay rat wedding. That's, that's what the meme looks like. Um, okay. So anyway, that's context. Cause I had no idea. Um, I had never seen this meme before, but um, I don't think she's the asshole. I think it is difficult um, to be the, I don't want to say police, but to be kind of like the, uh, the conscious of like somebody else. Of like, hey, I know you um, don't see anything wrong with this, but you should. Like, it's hard to be the monitor of someone's own moral consciousness um, or like appropriateness, like the Emily Social Post norms, of it all. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, uh, uh, yeah, it, this is in chapter two of Emily Post and you shouldn't do this. Um, I think a, like a more direct solution would be for the bride to have that conversation with her. But at the same the, the, time, the groom, because it's a gay wedding. 
<clears throat> oh yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. The groom. Yeah. Should have that conversation with her, whoever she is invited from like who, whoever well, she's related, his, but it's his, yeah. it's her boyfriend's invitation. So theoretically, oh, it's, so it's not, a, yeah. Oh no. Then, okay. So then so, the no, boyfriend's not in the, the asshole. She is like trying to make this situation. The boyfriend should really say no, something. So the, so the boyfriend, the boyfriend is the writer. The girlfriend has the rat dress. Oh, I thought it was. Pre- oh, okay. So yeah. it is the boyfriend. Okay, I missed yeah. all of that. Yeah. So okay. The, so the, the boyfriend. Yeah, absolutely. No, the boyfriend absolutely like either has to. He has to draw a line. Like if these are his friends and he knows that this is going to be a problem, like I don't know. To me, that's the sign of a good relationship. Like if so, my husband again. Like again, I can only draw context from my own life. My husband has fraternity brothers. They have certain parties that are themed or they have inside jokes. And one time I said the inside joke and my husband went, Oh, like I thought I was being cute. I made the reference. I thought I did it well. Cause I'm so clever. And he was like, ah, uh-uh, you don't know what that means. And then he told me later what it means. And I was mortified. And so I think that's like, you, pro- yeah. you, you protect each other in a relationship in that way. So I think it's, it's hard. I, I will say, I have a problem and with anybody that treats someone else's wedding as an opportunity to have a moment because it's not your opportunity to have a moment. Um, that's kind of my take on it. All. I was like a wedding, a, someone else's special occasion is not your opportunity to have a moment. Even if you're the mother of the bride, even if you're like, you think you're so important. If the event is for someone else it is not your opportunity to be center stage um so that's kind of how I see it um I will say the only time I've ever tried to do that is when I was single and I thought I could meet someone at a wedding that's the only time I really showed out but in an appropriate way I wasn't trying to upstage like anybody else so in my head, I was kind of like, well, there have been times where I tried really hard at a wedding, yeah, dressing but I didn't nice look inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't nice inappropriate. It was really so more I for have, uh, men. I think he's totally in the clear for like, yes. you don't, this isn't the time to put gay rats on your themed dress. Like if you want to wear that right. to like a pride parade, I think that'd be awesome. Like yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. For a, yeah there's tons, tons of venues where this would be a great a uh, really clever dress idea. Um, two stories. One, I had a wedding dress when I was younger. I thought it was so cute. I can't remember where I got it from, but it was a, a strapless, like poofy dress. And I would wear it to all the weddings that I went to because it was cute. I liked it. Yeah. Um, some of those weddings overlapped with guests. And I actually had a friend's husband look at me at one of the weddings and say, is that the only dress you own? <laughs> and I was like, someone notices how I dress at a wedding? This is a dress. Should I just said yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, yes. Thank but, you. But would you um, like to donate to my dress? <laughs> I'm like, yes. It was cute. It was black with little white polka dots and it was floofy at the bottom. And I looked, it's one of those things where when you find a dress as a girl, even though, or as a woman, even though it might be a little bit more, it's not a simple black dress, but if you feel good in it 
and you know that you have to go to these places with confidence. It's like, this is my confidence dress. Yeah. I feel like I look okay. Comfortable. In it. Yeah. I'm happy when I wear it. Like this is a happy occasion. I want to wear my happy dress. Um, but that aside, at our wedding, we actually had someone that attempted to cause a little bit of havoc. And it resulted in kind of a funny story. One of our groomsmen was having some issues with his baby mama at the time. And she was very upset about something about our wedding. I'm not quite sure. I didn't invite her. I invited the groomsmen. It was, he was her, uh, she was his date, but. Is that why she's she upset? <laughs> I don't know her. Um, Tim did though. Um, she came into the venue late, was upset that people wouldn't scoot down for her, went home and like changed afterwards and then came to the reception. I don't even remember seeing her, but, um, when she came in, she noticed that my husband's mother was dancing with her boyfriend. Um, that's, that's like not fun. a big deal. Fun. There were a bunch of people yeah. were dancing. It was a fun time. We all had a great time. Um, this really made her mad. And there's a number of people in our wedding party that really liked to light it up. And, and our wedding was over pretty early, 10, 30, 11. We had activities that we were planning on doing after our wedding. So we didn't really care what anybody else had to do. So um, they all went to a local restaurant where the groom's baby mama and my husband's mother ultimately met. And she decided to call my mother-in-law out and my mother knocked her out in the bar the night of my wedding. And I just still think that that story is hilarious. One, because my mother, my mother-in-law knocked some girl out after our wedding. And it's just like this, this, none of this should have happened. It was dancing. It was a ceremony. Like, why are you so upset about this? Yeah. It's your friend's mom. Like I, yeah, our wedding was full of people dancing Tim's mom's a little uh tim's mom's tim's mom's a, a little different than the rest of our moms would be. oh i love this that's um, but still it's still just like ridiculous like yeah. it's a wedding like i mean the fact that she knocked yeah. anybody out gives you an idea yeah a little scrappy yeah scrappy with tango i don't know it's re- it is really difficult though and i think back to like being in a relationship having to have that conversation and then them being extremely sensitive about it Um, but at the same time, like, again, red flag, like maybe for down the road, like if this is a difficult conversation to have, they can't understand that a rat dress at uh, someone else's, um, gay way here, here's, here's one thing that I, I try to do sometimes it can look a little manipulative, but I feel like one day when I become a mom, this will be a really good skill is like, Hey babe, I know you really want to make this rat dress but what if you make them a really cool rat card or a really cool rat gift using the meme, like the gay rat wedding, like channel the creativity into something productive. The problem is, is I think for this person, it's not about the gift. It's about her uh, centeredness in it. It's her doing this for herself. It's not about anybody else. There is an yeah. update. Apparently oh. the girlfriend found the post on Reddit. <gasps> And it would be so obvious too, right? Like who? And as many of you pointed out, me, me getting a throwaway count didn't help. She found the post. Guess I was too specific after all. 
Uh, final update. I would like to thank you all for your judgment, advices, and opinions on my post. It was greatly appreciated. Conversation did not go well. She was livid for exposing her in this way. And although I showed her the comments, most importantly, the ones from the LGBTQIA community, she refused to admit that her dress was a poor choice. But in fact, her way to appreciate the gays, quote unquote, that did not sit well with me. Love can move mountains, but cannot maintain a relationship with homophobia. So now I'm going to the wedding, a single oh rat-free dressed man. I did reach out to my friend and send him this post. He thought the situation to be hilarious, but if she did show up in the dress, he would definitely kick us to the curb. I guess this is all. P.S. I am deeply sorry for misspelling. Harpy's name won't happen again. I don't know who I didn't know. <laughs> so he locked his girlfriend. I mean, that it seemed like a consequence of this conversation based off of her reaction. But I think he, um, I mean, you're not going to be able to be in a relationship with someone who can't compromise, especially when it's obvious. Like, especially when there's like, the compromise is not a huge sacrifice. It shouldn't be. And like, if not, you're not, yeah. if you're not part of the LGBTQIA community and someone from that community says, this isn't a good idea. You don't get to then tell them, no, no, no I'm no. doing this for you. For the gays, quote unquote. For the gays. For the, the gays. gays. Yeah. So, I think, you know, I am. Let this be I a lesson never, to us all. Yeah, I'm never a fan of like conflict or like having. That having, is such BS. You like the housewives. Yeah, not in my own, but I'm saying in my own life, um, like the drama and stuff. But I have always, I used to say this all the time in the workplace, you know, when bad things happen in any relationship or like, or even at the workplace, how people respond is usually a litmus test of like that relationship. Right. And so I've told you this, like every time I've been in a bad job, I get in a really bad car accident and that car accident is always the impetus to leave the job because the job treats me terribly while I'm trying to recover from my car accident. And it's, so it's like a bad situation happens. Their behavior towards me in that bad situation reveals to me who they are in a bad time. And then that's when I'm like, Oh, I got to get out of here. And the same is true. Even in my own relationship, like we've had bad things happen. And when my husband shows up, I love him even more. I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, you know, cause when you're dating, sometimes you don't go through shit. Like we didn't go through a lot of shit when we were dating, like real life shit, like a hospital visit or, you know, something tragic happening. And so when we you got married, really get a chronic illness before you get married, so you can tell the other person's true colors, like really try to, <laughs> is that what happened for you? <laughs> you should really try to get some, Crohn's- <laughs> yeah, get some Crohn's disease so you can reveal the other person's true colors before marriage. But it is one yeah, of those no, things, though, that, like, once you get married and you see someone in those situations, like, if my husband had been awful, it would have, uh, I don't, you, you're like, shit, shit. And you can't, right. like. And now I'm pregnant. What do I do? <laughs> I'm pregnant. And he's running home to his mom's house. <laughs> like, I don't know. And his sister is calling me and telling me I'm an asshole. Like, I, like, I don't know how you have, like, I don't know, I guess. You can't like artificially create those things before you get married to see. So you can have a lot of conversations. You could do premarital counseling, but um, until you get into them. And so like, consider it a blessing. If something like it sucks, it It reveals itself hard. 
but it's showing you so that like, oh my gosh. Um, Are you saying life happens for you and not to you? Oh, it motherfucking happens to you. But it's also kind of like, I mean, shit, we cannot control what happened this week. But yes, no, life is happening for you, Heather. And guess what? You know what? He manifested this rat fest, this rat dress girlfriend. He manifested this. How did you manifest a a rat dress girlfriend? I don't know. Man. Man. So the comments have been really good on YouTube too. Um, Like I said at the top, like we're YouTube live right now. And Estee said something that I thought was really good. Um, I think the root of relational issues is narcissism and codependency and not being able to relax our egos enough to hear someone else's perspective um, and realizing that um, sensitivity is a golden strength. And I do think like I noticed it in myself. I have to apologize to my husband a lot where I'm like, hey, you call me out on this. And my initial reaction was terrible because I was being (laughs) self-defensive. Like, because it'll be like, hey, you know, you like. You know, be like, oh, you're kind of being, you know, negative a lot. Or, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not being negative. So why are you talking to me? It's like, so funny because I think we're the opposite in our relationships. I'll tell Tim, like, you're saying no to me. Everything, like, when I asked you if we could, like, move the hose, you're like, no, hose can't be moved. Can we, uh, can we do this for dinner? No, no. And then I'll tell him, yeah. that be like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, but then he always comes around. Um, yes. But I will say the best Thing I ever realized for my marriage was, and we're not giving advice. No, I'm just telling not you advice experience. I'm just telling That's you all. what worked for us. But in my head was switching the idea of, and I, and talking to him about this too, is like, it's not me versus you. It's us versus the problem. Like you're on yeah. the same team right. and you're presented with conflict and you got to figure out how you're going to like move towards the resolution together. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes definitely there's conflicts like rat dresses or, you know, don't be a lazy pregnant woman that it's very difficult to find a resolution together. And the resolution is a part, but in my marriage, that's how we've handled it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a lot harder. And I mean, the Rachel Hollis of it all, it's a lot harder to go, damn, you might be right. Let's work on this. than it is, to be like, no, fuck you. Like, <laughs> right. And you can imagine what's, what's awesome. And I know your husband's in sales too. My husband is a car salesman. I am a lawyer. Like we could argue the hell out of, well, that's not true. I'm much better at it than he is, but, <laughs> but uh, paging Tim, Tim, paging Tim. <laughs> It ends up just running me into feeling like crap because I'm like, look at all of the, I've, I've held all of my information in for the last two weeks. And I can tell you all of the reasons why you're wrong. Like I can list them all out very eloquently. Yeah. And I'll be like, let's get a jury. Like I I like there, there was one time where we got in an argument um, about how to pronounce jerkin, jerkin pickles. Yeah. I posted it on Instagram. I said, well, we'll do an Instagram. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. I was like, we'll do an Instagram poll. That was like a fight all week. <laughs> like kept going. He was like, your poll is wrong. Like he was trying to poke holes in my poll. And then I was like, well, he's like, well, they follow you. Trying to poke holes in so my they're going to sympathize with you. And I'm like, well, you can get on social media if you want to and start your own poll. If you want to, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous, but that's like, need- but it, 
We need like an Instagram account with polling that's like separate, like a, uh, yeah. Like a, am am I the asshole? asshole? Yeah. Podcast, uh, Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I have a question since we're wrapping this up. Yeah. 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 Let's wrap it up. You guys liked this type of content. Will you let us know? Because again, lighthearted, if we could throw this between some more deep stuff and you enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it would, it would be, um, it would be nice to know that you guys enjoy it or, or alternatively, let us know if you didn't let us know if like you like the other stuff better. And this just isn't something that you were into as much that way we can, you know, make our podcasts going forward accordingly. Exactly. So I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Um, we hope you all stay safe. Um, I'm thinking, especially just, I'm going to think very locally for a second, but for all of the military families and friends that we know and don't know, like we're thinking about you because the uncertainty is very difficult um, of knowing what's going on with your partner or what's going to happen in that situation. Um, I have quite a few people that have reached out to me that are struggling right now because of all the uncertainty with what's going on. Um, which pales in comparison to what is happening to the people in Ukraine and even Russian citizens. And so we are praying about it. We are, you know, Heather and I are talking about it constantly. Heather is going live talking about it a lot on TikTok. So, you know, I think that's one of the things both of us, while we wanted to do a lighthearted podcast today, we don't want to act like the world is things aren't happening. And we don't, and I think that's part of our smart girl shit narrative is like to be a smart girl is to be informed and to learn about these things and to gather other perspectives and learn from all sides. I mean, to Heather's credit, Heather is on Twitter following Russian media to see what Russians are being told about what is happening to understand like all narratives that are happening here. So um, yeah, we just want to throw that out there. Like it, it's a heavy time, but we hope that we made you laugh. This well, hour. before we, before we conclude yeah. on that, note, I do need to also locally, there's a lot of things that are going on in Texas right now. That yes. Oh, I'm going to cry if I start thinking about it too much. So educate yourself and see if you are in Texas, um, see, uh, check your, make sure that you're registered to vote. Make yeah. sure that the people that you voted for are um, acting in a way that you want them to act. Yes. Um, the transgender youth in Texas are quite literally uh, under attack. So are their families and their medical providers. And this is not, this is, this is a, um, it's a threshold point for our country right now. It's a, we, Florida is doing uh, Florida. something similar um, with the don't say gay um, and forcing um, LGBTQ youth in that state to, um, be outed. So I would really encourage everybody to educate themselves on their state's current legislation on those issues and other issues and make sure you're registered to vote and make sure you're voting for people that align with your issues specifically. Um, and the, the concerns that you have. So, yes, I have a lot of friends in Texas and she voted last weekend and the statistics on voting right now I'm in like the primaries and so like it is so low like people are not using their their voice through their vote in Texas um 
So you don't well, just I, vote. You don't just vote when it's a presidential election. Like, please, no, please, local elections, local elections, and maybe in the future because I have a lot of insight on how we elect judges. Yeah. And politicians in California, a lot of insight. Um, So we can talk about that at some point. I've talked with Brad Chandler, who's on the front lines fighting for transgender youth. He's a gay man in Texas. So um, maybe possibly either we can have him on the podcast or I can have him on my channel or on TikTok. I've talked to him about going live. Um, So I, I will do my best to make sure that everybody's informed on that issue as well moving forward. Yep. But that's our, that's our smart girl shit update yeah. for the but to, end. But we do all need serious. to maintain self-care because running ourselves into the ground with information is not going to solve anything. We have to make sure that we are caring for ourselves so we can care for others. Take your own oxygen bag first. Yeah. So hopefully we provided some oxygen today. Yeah. Um, you guys enjoy your weekend as best you can. Do something that makes you feel good. Um, buy the toy if you need to. Um, Thursonic back at the beginning, and um, I think we're signing off. Yes, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We will see you next week. All right. Bye.